Hi, you're listening to Quarantined in Kentuckyana, a podcast about how those of us living in that little region of southern Indiana and northern Kentucky are dealing with the COVID-19 2020 pandemic and the social restrictions that are placed upon us. Hi, I'm your host, Jesse Rass. On this show, we try to get an accurate picture of just how much life has changed for everyday citizens living around Kentuckyana. Uh, we look at how things were before the pandemic and how they are for them now. The good, the bad, the indifferent, the funny, the mundane, all of that stuff. Uh, my goal is to get as accurate of a snapshot as possible into what the everyday person is going through. Uh, some of that is uh, is going to be fun. Some of that not so fun. That's that's how life is, whether you're in a pandemic or not. If you'd like to share your story, the good, the bad, the somewhere in the middle, I'd love to hear it. You can email me at quarantinedinkentuckiana at gmail.com. You can find me on social media. Just search for Jesse Rass, one S at the end. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Shoot me a message. We'll get it figured out. Today, I'm very happy to be talking to my friend, Sarah, who is a mom, she's a wife, and she also runs a nonprofit. Let me call Sarah. Hello. All right. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Sarah? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Sarah, let's just start uh, by uh, telling everybody what corner of Kentuckyana you are currently uh, quarantined in. So I live in Lanesville, Indiana. It's the Georgetown. Uh, I guess it's the township of Georgetown. Okay, so uh, let's start in the past. Let's start with uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, give me an idea of what your life was like before everyone knew what coronavirus was and COVID-19. Just a typical day for you, Sarah. Well, uh, my husband and I both work. So we he goes to work really early in the morning, Monday through Friday, and I work Monday through Friday as well. Um, and I go in probably about 9 a.m. So after I get up, go with the kids to either take them to school or get them on the bus, depending on how long we've slept. Uh, we all head to work and then they'll go to after school care and someone will pick them up and then we'll either go home or we'll have some sort of soccer practice or, you know, group staying with friends mm -hmm. or something in the evening, put the kids to bed eight ish. And then we go to bed soon after cause we got to get up early. Yeah. And then weekends we spend lots of family time and tons of time with friends and church and soccer games and that kind of stuff. So you have a very, uh, or had a very active, active, busy life before all this. Yes, very active. So now, busy. <laughs> well, well, so now fast forward a few months, we're, uh, we're in April. Uh, the pandemic is in full flag, uh, full force. We've got all the restrictions and stuff. What does your typical day look like now? Well, so we're struggling to figure out uh, just kind of day to day what we're going to do with the kids. Um, sometimes I try to take them to work with me, but of course that makes my work a little bit more difficult. And so we're trying to uh, help our, uh, we use grandparents sometimes, but mm -hmm. also the socially distanced thing makes it difficult because we don't want to um, you know, expose them just in case any of us have been exposed. Yeah. And so it, the whole thing with childcare is completely um, crazy. And then you add homeschooling on top of that, mm -hmm. that we're trying, our teachers are doing an excellent job trying to provide us with the most resources possible. But then you add a couple hours of schoolwork onto mm -hmm. like our days then too. 
and even grocery shopping is complicated. I yeah. mean, I go in there and if I don't have a list, I'm panicking because I don't want to be there in there any longer than, than necessary. And you have and to go by yourself. Just kind of, right. And you can't go by yourself. And so you have to make sure the kids are someplace else and you can't leave them in the car. And so doing yeah. grocery shopping is crazy right yeah. now. So Sarah, you and your husband are both still working and you're both going in. What do you, what, what do you yes. all do? So I'm the director of a nonprofit called Jacob's Well. And so that is a transitional living facility for uh, single moms and their kids that have come to us in vulnerable situations. They can live with, uh, with this, um, in this organization, in the center for, 15 months up to two years if necessary. And they, and so that's what I do is I'm the director of that. And my husband is a truck driver for a central company. So he is moving product around that needs to be where it needs to be. (laughs) He's as about as essential as it gets right now. Yes. So, so tell me a little bit. Plumber supply. Oh, good. Okay. So yeah. now, Sarah, tell me a little bit about how this has affected your job. Um, a, just generically from a nonprofit standpoint, I know a lot of nonprofits are are hurting right now, but specifically with the mission of Jacobs Well, I, I have to think with everybody sort of being forced inside, that has made things difficult for you guys. Yes. Well, co- community living anyway is kind of difficult because you're putting lots of different families together from different situations and having them live together and they have their own separate rooms and spaces, but they share common space and Mm -hmm. the kitchen and living room and the playground and that sort of thing. And so now that you add the extra stress of being isolated and then you add the fact that most of our ladies have lost their jobs because they were either working in restaurants or um, salons or things that have had to shut down. So, uh, although that's keeping everybody kind of safer in a way, because Mm -hmm. we're not adding outside germs all over the place, it's a huge stressor for them because part of the reason why they came to Jacob's Well was because they wanted to get their life on track financially Mm -hmm. and uh, get themselves in a place where they can live out on their own. And now this has kind of backed up that whole process for them. And it's really stressful. So. So there's that. And then as far as the operations of Jacob's Well, we had a benefit dinner. Our annual benefit dinner was supposed to be on April 2nd. And of course we had to cancel that. And so we have tried to move everything online. And next week we're going to do on April 23rd, we're going to kind of throw out our first shot at doing an online benefit and kind of see how that goes. But we rely as a nonprofit completely on donations of people to mm-hmm. keep the lights on and so to for me to even have a job <laughs> have the lights on to yeah. have the things we need to run the entire organization and it's and it's a small staff but um yeah so we rely on volunteers too and we've had to uh cancel lots of you know just work projects yeah. that churches and home groups and things like that were going to come out and do and they can't because of social distancing so there's some stuff that's just going kind of undone right now yeah i mean it's it's kind of a, a weird irony there you know there are a lot of people out there suddenly 
uh, with a lot of time on their hands. And normally you would say, well, that's great. Channel that into volunteer projects. But because of the nature of why all this time is here, you can't do that. I know. And so many people are just itching to to make a difference, do something now that they've got some extra time and they are can't do all the things they can. There are some things they can do, but not, not everything. How's the, uh, how's the mental, uh, wellness? Uh, how, how is everybody mentally, uh, that you work with and that you guys support? You sent me something online, uh, that I refer to back weekly, if not sometimes daily about, uh, keeping your mental sanity through all of this. Yes. I, I think that my kids are, have been the most resilient of anyone in our circle. They honestly have not even asked to do anything other than see friends. They miss their teachers. They miss their friends. They want to hang out with our best friends, that sort of thing. But they're not asking to go out anywhere. They're not suffering because they can't go to Target um, like some of us. And <laughs> But mentally, uh, I think that especially the population that we work with at Jacob's Well is already kind of um, having, they, they need community. They need positive community. They need interaction with people. Um, I think everybody does, but especially some people that might be dealing with, um, codependency issues, Mm -hmm. uh, for people now that they can't even see at all. Um, it's really rough because it was kind of like, a if you would take someone that has a hard time not drinking and then just cut it off, um, then that's, that makes it a little bit harder, if that makes sense. It kind of speeds up the healing process. Um, And so in a way it could be good, you know, but the the initial is difficult. Yes. That's no longer gradual. It's, it's like, you know, ripping the bandaid off and it's, uh, it's very, it's traumatic. It can be traumatic. Right. And people, a lot of time, I mean, a lot of our ladies, I think most people have had struggles in the past with feeling, uh, you know, not enough or inadequate or, um, feelings of rejection or things like that and losing jobs that they worked really hard to get mm-hmm. um, is just kind of rough. And so they'll have to start over and do, uh, you know, do interview processes again and applications. And um, like I said, not necessarily a bad thing in the long run, but initially kind of a big blow to, yeah. um, to them and how, you know, where am I going to go from here? And, uh, and the, the thing that hurts the most wasn't their fault. No, no, they did not do anything. And so some of them, um, also struggle with feeling guilty over things that are not their fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so then that kind of feeds into that as well. You know, maybe what could I have done? What could I have done differently? Um, that maybe I would have been one of the essential workers that was kept on staff, Mm -hmm. but instead I was let go, you know, those kind of things that kind of, when you've got nothing but time, (laughs) You just sit and ponder creeping, creeping back in, you know, about maybe I wasn't, you know, a good enough worker or that kind of stuff that we just, that's why we're here is to reassure them that this wasn't their fault. They've got lots of great qualities. There are other places they can work that would love to have them as soon as they can open their doors and, and that kind of stuff. Well, that's good. Now I've got, uh, I like to wrap things up with a series of just of questions. Some of them fun, some of them maybe, maybe a little, a little softer, but before we do that, (laughs) I want to give you the opportunity to uh, let everybody know where they can go online, uh, whether they want to support the fundraiser, whether they want to learn more or just, or just if they can donate to Jacob's well, uh, can you give everybody a website? Yes. 
So our website is www.jacobswellproject.com. And you can also find all of that on our Facebook page. And if you look for Jacob's Well, there will be lots of them out there in the country. But ours is located in Greenville, Indiana, and it has um, a, kind of a raindrop uh, in our logo. So you okay. got a little blue raindrop under the W, and that's the one. Gotcha. All right. Well, you're, uh, you're, you've got a lot on your shoulders, uh, but uh, i got just a few questions for you, Sarah. Uh, first off, what's the biggest thing that you feel like you've lost or been cheated out of due to the pandemic? Oh, gosh. Uh, when it comes to my kids' school, I hate it that they're missing so many of the fun things. Elena will miss kindergarten graduation and field trips and things like that. Uh, I know that they're missing out for sure, so that's for my kids. But probably for myself, just social interaction in general, going to church, going to the gym, uh, going to the grocery store, just things that normally would be uh, not just low stress, but really energizing for me as an extrovert mm-hmm. is, you know, hanging out with people is, is really where it's at for me. And so not having that right now is a struggle. Yeah, I can relate. I understand. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it. <laughs> what would you say to try to look on the positive? What would you say is the biggest thing that you've gained throughout all of these experiences? I would say definitely a new perspective of the things that are the most important as far as what you spend your time and energy on. Um, Maybe some things that can be cut out and that don't necessarily need to be there. But also, I think overall, just this overwhelming sense of gratitude for the things that we have and that we still have, like our jobs and our home and um, our health and things that other people don't have right now. Uh, just a new way of looking at that. But also when we get to go to a soccer game for the first time, I might cry, you know, to see my kid, you know, because uh, it's really hard because, you know, season was canceled and all those kids are, they're fine, you know, but it'll be nice to be able to get out there and just do some things that feel just kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we kind of touched on this earlier, but, um, I, I refer to it as the social distancing bubble, the people that you are allowing the most contact with. Who who shares your, your bubble? Well, of course, everybody that um, works and lives at Jacob's Well, because that's where I am, and mm-hmm. um, they aren't going anywhere. And so that I, I feel pretty safe whenever it comes to that space. And then my home with my husband and two kids, and then both sets of grandparents who are helping to watch them right now. So that's our bubble. Now, this one could get you in trouble, but I'm going to ask anyway. Answer <laughs> honestly, okay? If you could okay. trade one member of your bubble with someone else's bubble, this could be people you know directly, this could be celebrities, this could be whoever, who would you propose the trade for? Can I trade myself? Okay, so you're so you're ditching out of the bubble for a minute. (laughs) You're ditching everyone in your bubble. Who else's bubble are you going to go into, though? Can I just have my own? (laughs) (laughs) And how how crazy is that? We're an extrovert to be like, can I just have a twenty four hour bubble just to myself? (laughs) You know, there there are people out there that would agree that would agree that would agree and that get it totally. Uh, Sarah, what's yeah. the uh, what's the first thing you're going to do post-pandemic? Oh, I just want to go to lunch at a Mexican restaurant. 
I just, I just want to sit down and have somebody bring me a diet Coke and some chips and salsa. <laughs> and that's what I want. Sounds like my just, wife. Yeah, that's what I mean. That is killer. And it doesn't taste the same if you pick it up. It just doesn't. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, this might fall into that category too, but what's the first selfish thing that you're going to do post pandemic? Uh, I really want a pedicure. That's what I need. I'm sure there's going to be like a line. <laughs> there's going to be a line. People are going to be waiting in line for pedicures. Like they're waiting in line for toilet paper, but yeah. I really, really want one. That'll yeah. be, uh, that'll be the next and haircut. Big... Oh yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, and the hair pets are getting crazy. Oh, you, you, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I feel really weird right now. It's just driving me crazy. Uh, and uh, <laughs> lastly, what show have you been binge watching throughout all of this? If you've been binging. I, I really haven't myself because I don't really feel like I, I don't even know when I would do that. Mm -hmm. But my son and I have been been, been watching just every reality show that's appropriate for children. So like Lego Masters yes! and um, is the best and nailed it or failed it. Yeah, show with the Lady of the Cooking Show and oh gosh, and there's a new show that's coming out that we're excited about. Jason and Elena are like, I can't believe you want to watch that, but it's called Ultimate Tag. And so it's kind of American Gladiators, except it literally is this huge game of tag. And it's coming out in May, and we're, like, pumped about it. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so lame. We love it. <laughs> uh, have you found yourself uh, looking around and and having some, uh, I call them uh, unexpected um, highlights of your day? Like, oh, good, the mail's here. That's been the highlight of my day so far. Have you had any any unexpected moments like that that normally during the, you know, when it's normal, no pandemic, you're like, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah it happens. Uh, but now you're like, yeah, mail's here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah, we are. Um, I typically do not try to grow plants because I kill them. And we, I have been so excited because we're trying to grow a vegetable garden, which, of course, you inside because you mm -hmm. can't put them out quite yet and every time another one of those little plants pop up I'm like yes <laughs> I didn't kill that one <laughs> I like it I like it Yeah. Right. okay Sarah so what is one thing that you guys did before all this that it, not knowing there was going to be a pandemic but has you looking back on it you're like man this has really prepared us uh, going forward <laughs> okay so my kids, when we eat at Dragon King's Daughter, they love the bidet. If you haven't been there, they have the fancy bidets in their, um, in their bathroom, and they had never seen one before. Well, so Liam kept asking and asking for one for, his, for Christmas, and we said, no, they're so expensive. Well, then he kept asking for one for his birthday, which is in May. <laughs> and so my husband, <laughs> I you know, he's going to be nine, yes. And so... My husband saw one on Groupon, and so he bought it, and uh, he hadn't taken it out of the package yet. And when everybody started going completely nuts over toilet paper, he was like, I know what we're going to have. Liam, we wow. got you an early birthday present. <laughs> and so we installed it, and it was hilarious. But, yeah, so that's working out just fine. I think that's everyone. appropriate. But, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for, uh, for being on with me today. Um, you know, we've been talking about, uh, you know, being quarantined in Kentuckyana and, you know, they, everybody says we're all on this together, which is 100% true, but we're not all in this in the exact same way. And it's hearing stories right. like yours, uh, not just yours personally, but uh, with what you deal with and the specifics of Jacob's Well, uh, that kind of give people an insight into other people's bubbles. Because right now we're all in our own little bubbles and our own little spot, and we can't really quite peer into it. So we appreciate you letting us look into your bubble. Well, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do that. I really think this is cool what you do, and I can't wait to listen to them all. Oh, there's some, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some stories for sure. And, uh, I'm actually, I'm enjoying listening to them, but more importantly, I'm enjoying being able to share them with people. So, uh, so yeah, so that's really cool. Uh, if, uh, if anybody wants to contribute their story, show us a, a little glimpse inside your bubble, uh, quarantined in Kentuckyana at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll set up an interview and, um, and yeah, we'll just, we'll talk and we'll hear your story. And as always, please, whatever you're doing, Take care of each other, take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you next time.